Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hello. Hey, welcome back to the show. It's Donna. It's Steve on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Get it beat. It's time to talk music. I enjoy music. With Donna Valentine. Yeah. And Steve Patterson. You like Huey Lewis on the news? This is the beat. Hey guys. Hey. Woo. Um. Okay. I need you to hear this now that we're talking about Snoop Dogg. Okay. <laughs> oh gosh, the internet is so weird. This is a bizarre time. We we're just talking about the Snoop Dogg double G, and I've been seeing this TikTok video. Yeah. Maybe some of you have as well. Mm-hmm. I believe this option comes from speechify.com and I don't know much about it, okay? But I'm just going to say that there's like maybe speechify.com has this option for like, it's called best audio Bible. I don't know if this, I don't know how real or fake all this is, but apparently you can listen to Snoop Dogg Read you the Bible. So what it sounds like it does, it does sound like Snoop Dogg went to a, to a studio and said, hey, I'm going to record a, a, an audible version of the Bible. But it's somehow the technology that we have, right? Okay. That can take somebody's voice and then put it. So I'm now going to let you listen to this TikTok video of Snoop Dogg reading the Bible. I said he wouldn't say no to anything. Here we go. Let's see. You ever wonder what Snoop Dogg reading the Bible would sound like? Me either. But listen to this anyway. What I've done was big Snoop D-O-double-G. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, let there be... You know what he kind of sounds like? Mitch Hedberg. A little. <laughs> Maybe that's because the technology probably is just piecemealing all of the words together. Right. And Mitch Hedberg, you know, it's like yeah. he does something and he stops. Yes. Dude doesn't have his degree. Right. Yeah, there's always just a little <laughs> teeny thing. Apparently, you could also listen to Gwyneth Paltrow read the Bible as well, as oh, well as John, which is an English male voice. But yeah, when you say Snoop Dogg, that's where I've seen Snoop Dogg in my feed most recently. Interesting. <laughs> wow. In the beginning. God created the heavens and the earth. Do you think he'll get some izzles and snizzles? I there? there there are opportunities. I would tell <laughs> you that much. He he could work some stuff in for totally. sure. Um, hey, I watched that Bono and the Edge David Letterman thing, a sort of homecoming. It's called, and I guess people were talking about it. I was hearing a lot about that. That's also on Disney, in addition to the Miley Cyrus one. It was enjoyable. It was, uh... Let her go here. Give her space. (laughs) She's going to end up hating it. It was part... (laughs) (laughs) I already know where this is going. You started with way too uncommitted at... It was enjoyable. (laughs) No, it was... I'm glad I watched it. It's uh, a documentary special. It's Letterman kind of doing his my next guest type of vibe. Sure. Needs no introduction. And then Bono and The Edge 
you know, kind of talking about how the band U2 came together and um, they're going to the back to the beginning of their earlier songs and just kind of stripping them down it with like an orchestra. It's really cool. I really like the performance. Um, yeah, you know, if you're into U2 or Bono or The Edge, uh, watch them reflect on their journey as musicians and friends. Oh, gosh. Thank you. That was a lot. Just Letterman kind of is some... <laughs> Go ahead. I'm not going to interrupt you. Go ahead. You get to say whatever she wants to say here. All right. Just Letterman sometimes a little awkward, you know? That's his charm, though, yeah? Yeah, sure. Asking kind of the offbeat question, is that what you mean? Or just, like, hanging out at a pub with them? Like, you're just like, yeah. walking on the street and you're like, why is he... Yeah, huh. yeah. It's just it's just a little, you know, square peg in a round hole mm. situation. But, sure. you know, I love Dave. He's great. Do you, though, Donna? <laughs> I do love Dave. I do. I just... I, <laughs> You're making me do it. I'm not making. I'm just oh, giving my you the microphone's space making all these to noises. say whatever you want to say right now. I, I think if you you're a fan beard. of the music, um, yes, I do. If you're a fan of the music, you will enjoy this special on Disney. It's called A Sort of Homecoming. Bye. I thought this was kind of a funny story about Elton John. He kind of just learned the inspiration behind Rocket Man. That cannot be true. Blue I think that's a different song. It is. <laughs> Darn it. <laughs> you are right. Crap. In a recent interview, Elton John's longtime collaborator, Bernie Toppin, revealed that the lyrics were inspired by Ray Bradbury's collection of sci-fi stories, The Illustrated Man. He said, in that book, there was a story called The Rocket Man, which was about how astronauts in the future would become sort of an everyday job. So I kind of took that idea and I ran with it. To which Elton responded, do you know, I never knew that. Wow, that is fascinating. Because those two are very close friends. Yeah. But I, I almost feel like Bernie Toppin just hands him the sheet of paper and says, here's what I came up with. And then Elton just puts it to music. I'm tilt handed. Like, Bernie may have pictured, like, you know, something completely different. Sure. Like a big upbeat you know, big song, and then Elton might make it a ballad. Like, that's got to be kind of weird that you have, that you're able to let go. Yeah, I sign to. off, and I just hand you the sheet of paper, and I go, here you go, buddy. Well, it's, all yours. it's got to be kind of easy, though, after a while, right? Once you see what Elton's doing with all your stuff, and you're like, oh, that sounds great. True. Oh, that's yeah. really great. True. Oh, I love Elton John's early stuff. Yeah. So good, right? John Mayer performed a song last night that he hasn't performed in a long time. He's uh-huh. on a he's on like a solo acoustic tour. Oh, that's right. right. He was in Detroit. Ever heard of it? Wow. Is that how you say it? Do you say Detroit? Yeah. And I said Detroit. You said Detroit. You know, and this morning when I got a, uh, a shake after my workout, after I did my morning clang and bang, I got the bodybuilders, what it's called. And I said... Um, oh, I appreciate it. And I thought, son of a gun. Yeah. No, I don't see You know that who correctly. you are? Who? You're Bagel Guy. No, I'm not Bagel Guy. <laughs> I am not Bagel Guy. All of these lunatics out there who say, could I please get a bag for my bagel need to be imprisoned. 
You're just a different version of Bagel Guy. No. Mike, do you think he's Bagel Guy? No, not Bagel Guy. No, Mike. These are different you, things. You got to appreciate it, though. I mean, you got to own it. You gotta, <laughs> Thank uh, you, Mike. You're welcome. Thank Can I get you. a bag for my bagel? Your bagel. You should bag. be allowed to just sort of lightly palm that person's face and just <laughs> push him back and say, "Try it again." <laughs> what song did he do? He did it. He did half of my heart, which was technically a duet with Taylor Swift. I didn't even know that. Way back in 2009, and so. He performed it last night. It was a long time since he had performed it. You know, they used to be in a relationship together. It's funny, though. That song, Half of My Heart, which I love. I don't even know it. The fact that it's considered a duet is crazy because you just, like, Taylor doesn't get a verse or a bridge. She just kind of does essentially backup vocals. Oh, okay. Slightly harmonizing. Can I hear it? Here's the, uh, yeah, him playing it last night. Did she write it? I don't know. Huh. I'm not taking follow-up questions. Alrighty, I guess it's time to go then. Anyway, Taylor's hot. You know Taylor's hot when even John Mayer is busting out the old song from the X, you know? Oh like, my God, I love that. I love when you get these rockers who do her songs. Who Was it Ryan Adams who did her whole album? Does anyone remember that? Mm-mm. Sorry, I was looking up. He oh, actually did write it. Um, she just oh, okay. did those back, backing vocals, but not, yeah. not accredited writer for it. Got it. Okay. Yeah, Ryan Adams did a whole... He, like, re-recorded it. Stop it, Steve. We have to go to a break. We're out of time. Okay. I will leave the class with this to ponder while we're away. Is peanut butter a liquid? (laughs) Think about that. Think about it. And I'll tell you, the TSA says yes, and they made a pretty compelling argument as to why. You'll never think of peanut butter the same way again. We'll talk about it when we return. Stop. Friends, what's up? Hey, it's Steve for my buddies over at the Canopy Group. Sweet 16 kicked off last night. Boy, some good games last night, too. Over at the Canopy Group, though, they're focusing on a different 16. Let's call it the Savory 16, just to get your attention. Their 16 happens to be the 16 insurance companies that work on your behalf, right? Here's what they do. They have a team of 40 specialists. And then these 16 insurance companies who they partner with over the years, establish relationships with them so that when you go to thecanopygroup.com today and then upper right-hand corner, click get a quote. Uh, Then one of their specialists reaches out. They get your details. And then they take that information and essentially turn to the 16 insurance companies that they work with and say, all right. Who can help this person in the best way? And everybody's situation is different. So sometimes it might be one company. The next year when they automatically make sure that you still are getting the best coverage at the best price, they'll shop it again amongst those 16 so that you are always having those insurance companies fight it out for your business. They do all the work. You get all the savings. Thecanopygroup.com. Hello. Welcome back. Thank you for listening. It is us, Donna and Steve, on My Talk 1071, where talk is fun. I'm having so much fun. Oh, this has been a fun time. The show. I. <coughs> How do those happen? Is this technically food news? You want to make yeah, it? Yeah, let's news? just eat up a little time. Right, let's do it. Welcome to Donna and Steve's. Can I interest you in some food news today? Yummy! I think this is kind of interesting. Mm. It makes me feel interest, uh, differently about jarred jarred goods. Is peanut butter a liquid? Mm. 
If things are solids or liquids, is peanut butter a liquid? Can it be a semi-solid? Absolutely not. Not in this conversation. It's got to be a solid or a liquid. Mike? Uh, it's got to probably be a liquid. I'm calling it a solid. Now, why would you say it's a liquid, Miguel? Because it doesn't have any definite shape. I mean, and, and if it sits long enough, it'll get moist and it'll have like watery consistency. And I think you have to kind of define it as that. Man makes a great point. It's been 20 years since TSA did the whole limit your liquids to three ounce containers. Had to fit in a clear bag, the whole thing. But the definition of liquid does get a touch complicated at times. So somebody on Twitter said that they got stopped for having peanut butter because liquids, gels, and aerosols are limited. And they asked the agent, so which of those is peanut butter? A liquid, a gel, an aerosol? So then it started to go viral. So the TSA put out their own message on social media saying, you may not be nuts about it. Oh, jeez. Oh. Everybody's got to do it. Can't help themselves. But TSA considers your PB a liquid. Okay. But here, here is a, th- a phrase I've never heard before, and now I really feel differently, and I want to see a bunch of things unjarred. A liquid has no definite shape and takes the shape of its container. That's true. So what I want to do now, almost immediately, is I want to go home. I want to cut open my peanut butter with scissors. Okay. And then I want to have just the tube of peanut butter on the counter. I have a question. And see what happens. Your peanut butter comes in a tube? A jar is what I meant. But you could argue that's a tube. What? When does a jar become a tube, or when does a tube cross the threshold and now it's a jar? Is that just a girth thing? I, I don't want to play. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> but you started it. Okay. I just wanted to know if your peanut butter came in a tube, because sometimes things do come in, like, bag things. I bet you it. No, there are wide tubes. Honest to goodness. What is So a, now we're going to question everything. I'm going to question my yogurt. That's a liquid. Right. But what if what if what if you could cut open the jar of jelly, a plastic jar of jelly, just all over your counter? Yeah. But peanut butter, peanut butter is going to do the same. I'm Bradley Trainer, and I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like this: A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Thing just a lot slower. Slower. But wouldn't it be fun and satisfying to see the jarred shape of peanut butter, but not wearing any clothes? Yes. I think so, too. You know, it's funny that they don't keep peanut butter. wonder why they don't sell peanut butter in sticks. Now, wait a minute. I'm thinking about something. This is a new thought. They sell butter in sticks. Uh Uh-huh. Butter liquid? Butter liquid. No. It's got to be... I guess if it's not cold, it's a liquid. Have they ever thought about selling peanut butter in sticks? So that instead of going, I don't know. can we get no, them hear, on the phone? Well, hear me out, Donna. I'm I'm not trying to waste time. You are. No, no, no. Seriously, listen to this. All right. I love butter, you. Butter, peanut butter jars, 
it's tough toward the end, right? Your wrist is now in the jar and you're trying to scrape peanut butter off the bottom. And you know you waste a fair amount from the peanut sure. butter jar. What if they sold it in sticks and you kept it under a butter thing, like a butter tray yep. cover, like you do your butter, and then guess what? You get all of the peanut butter. Because what happens when you get to the end of a butter stick? You scrape it off of the butter tray. You get, And then you're like, oh, look at that. A whole other tablespoon of butter just from my knife scraping along the base of it. Peanut butter in a stick. Why wouldn't that work? It would. It's a great idea. To do it the same way you're talking about a butter stick. Correct. I love it. I love it. Print. Hi, sharks. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Steve. I found myself working a dead-end mid-morning radio show in the middle of the country. Rude. And I was looking for a way out. Hypothetically, I have to try to get their, you know, interest. All right. Yeah. I could see it was going nowhere. Fast. Day after day after day, it just felt like this mundane, monotonous train of blah. I'm trying to get the... Sh- and that's when I decided, I've got to get the hell out of here. And I'll do almost anything. Which is why I created peanut butter sticks. Will one of you take me? Good luck with all that. Thank you, Donna. You're, You're not welcome. getting a cut. It's fine. Fruit roll-ups had to tell people not to eat the wrappers. Because somebody was uh, on TikTok. Here we go with TikTok again. They were keeping their fruit roll-ups in a freezer. And then she pulled them out of the freezer. Okay. And just then <sighs> crunched oh, right into it. no. And ate it and was loving it. She claims that there wasn't any plastic on it. But plastic always comes on a fruit roll-up. Correct. So the internet thinks this lady ate plastic. And then fruit roll-ups had to come out and say, yeah, you can't eat the plastic. It's not edible. Now, I will say, I've eaten some gum wrappers before. Why? They were paper. It didn't seem like it was much of a problem. But the, what, the, I mean, you did, the, just well, the... How about the old cigarette gum? Remember? Yes. That was wrapped in paper. Wrapped in paper. I'd always eat that inside. paper. Okay. Is it because of how taxing it is to unwrap the actual Ah, said treat? I've never really thought about it. I just thought it's right there. It's fine. (laughs) Guys. You're hearing him right, Mike? I am. Okay, just checking. All right. Why does no one relate with me on almost anything ever? Because you're not relatable? 651-641-1071. We're going to play the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. And you can call and play with us on the air. Everybody can play along, but one of you will call and get to play on the air. Team up with Donna or me. Right person, you'll win a prize. Hey, sexy babies. Welcome back. Thank you for listening. It's us, Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Let's just play. It's time to go to college. It's time to attend the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. It's like quiz ball. Three trivia questions to find out who's smarter. Donna. Donna's a smart one. Or Steve. His brain ain't right, but it's fun. And here's your host, the Big Zamboni. I want to see how smart you are. Yes, it is time to play. We are wrapping up the week of colors. Colors have been the theme all week long. First week of spring. It's also International Color Day back on Tuesday. And today, our featured color for the College of Pop Culture Knowledge is going to be green. Oh, yeah. Yes. Green. Love green. I have and green eyes. We've got Pam to play along with us. Hello, hey, Pam. Pam. Hey there. Pam, you spell that sucker backwards, and we're talking to a map. 
Oh my you know. Yeah, I've never heard that one before, Steve. All right, easy, Pam. Listen, Pam, <laughs> where where are you calling us from right now? Uh, we are in Long Lake, I believe, or Loretto, maybe. Wait Where's a second. Time? Are you on a road trip? Uh, a little bit of one, just an hour straight out on Highway 12. Nice. This time of year out there is great. What, Steve? It's, it's fun. He know. doesn't even know what he's talking about. I don't know about. what I'm saying. Here's Pam, who do you have with you? My husband is here with me. Oh, hi, husband. What's his name? Is it a three-letter name as well? <laughs> nope. His name is Roger. Oh, Roger that. Roger, yeah. Roger. We like you that. Okay, so Pam and Roger calling in. The color is, uh, the topic today rather is green in pop culture. You have got to make a choice. Do you want to go with Donna or Steve? The current score is uh, 35 to 22 in Steve. favor of Steve. All right. What do you say, Pam? Let's go with Steve. Thank you. Bye. She's in it to win it. This ain't Bye. a charity case. She's in it to win it. Getting a shirt for Roger. All right. Donna's slowly leaving. Pam, we're going to put you on hold. All right. Donna, speed up. Come on. (laughs) She's intentionally walking slow to try to irritate us. All right. I'm ready. Again, 35-22. Is this going to be a Gonzaga situation where Steve gives up a big lead and then gets a big lead and then loses a big lead and wins in the end? I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Again, it was a fun one. Uh, Green is the theme today to wrap up uh, what has been a theme of color week all week long. Uh, Here we go. Are you ready, Steve? I'm ready. Let's get it going with this one. Created in the early 1950s, this green clay humanoid character was introduced Gumby. to most of us. Uh, yes. Now, how do you do? Or sorry, let me keep going through. Howdy <laughs> Tootie show. And uh, had adventures. The time hasn't started yet. So, okay, so say whatever you want. Yeah, say. there you go. Introduced to most of the world in the Howdy Doody show and had adventures of his own from uh, 57 to 69. Since then, you can see him, him and uh, his sidekick. Pokey. There you go. <laughs> on their YouTube page and multiple movies. All right, let's start the timer. All right. I love Gumby. All right, what else? These Cali punk rockers, uh, this, their first album, uh, first number one album, excuse me, was titled American Idiot. Green Day. Peaking at number five on the country charts and shockingly 69 on the overall Billboard Hot 100 in 1993, this Joe Diffie song was about a hopeless romantic named Billy Bob and a very particular shade of green. Okay, so, uh, all right, Pam, be thinking different shades of green. Uh, Hunter green, uh, Kelly green. Uh, I'm going to say Hunter. All right, I'll uh, not run through the first one because that was painful enough, and Steve obviously <laughs> gave an answer. Uh, these Kelly Rock, uh, Pam, you still with us? Yes. Awesome. You heard the first one. He went with Gumby. How you feel about that? Agreed. All right, the next one, these Cali Punk Rockers' first number one album was titled American Idiot. He said Green Day. Agreed. And the final one, do you need it reread to you? Sure, one more time. Sure, yeah. Peaking at number five on the country charts and shockingly 69 on the overall Billboard Hot 100 in 1993, this Joe Diffie song was about a hopeless romantic named Billy Bob and a very particular shade of green. We have no idea. You have no idea. Okay, he went with Hunter Green, right? Oh, this is going to be tough. I think I th- that I was your think, answer, right? Yeah, one Hunter Green. I think okay. we're going to lose this. I think right, she's well, going to get the third one. Uh, Donna, we'll go ahead and bring Donna back in right, here. Pam, you are back way. on hold. Hey, Donna, welcome back. Welcome hey. back. Looks like she had a nice time. A little camaraderie in the halls. Never heard anybody. No, I went to the restroom. All right. Thanks. Hi. How'd Hello. it go? Um, I think that we got two out of three, and I think that you're going to get three out of three. You do? I do. Ooh. All right. Are you ready, Donna? I think. See if you can live up to that uh, to that billing there. Here we go. We'll start with this one. 
Created in the early 1950s, this green clay humanoid character was introduced to most of the world on the Howdy Doody show. <laughs> he then had adventures of his own in 57 to 69. Since then, you can see him in a sidekick pokey on their own YouTube page and multiple movies. Gumby. These Cali punk rockers' first number one album was titled American Idiot. A Green Day. Peaking at number five on the country charts and shockingly 69 on the overall Billboard Hot 100 in 1993, this Joe Diffie song is about a hopeless romantic named Billy Bob and a very particular shade of green. Oh, shoot. A big, uh, I was going to say big green tractor. Uh, a particular shade of green. Peaking at number five on the country charts, shockingly 69 on the Billboard Hot 100, 1993 Joe Diffie song. Time is up. Time is up. Mm. All right. Darn. We'll run through these answers. You both, uh, Steve wouldn't even let me get through the first sentence of the first one before he said Gumby. I loved Gumby. Gumby. Uh, And uh, Donna crushed that one as well. Gumby, damn it. It is Gumby. Second one, these Cali punk rockers. First number one album, of course, was American Idiot. That is indeed Green Day. Yeah. Two for two, both of you. Comes down to the final one. Donna didn't give an answer. Steve gave I thought I answer. said Big Green Tractor, oh, but you that doesn't say. really count. We'll give you Big Green Tractor. All right, sure. fine, I'll take uh, it. That's still wrong. Uh, Hunter Green is what uh, Steve said. That's a specific shade. Uh, the whole town said the fool should have used red in his love letter to Charlene. In John Deere Dear Green. Green. I got the track Summer night. I was thinking of the tractor. There you go. No one got John Deere Green. Darn so unfortunately, uh, no one's a winner after the regular uh, part of the game. We're oh, going right? to a tiebreaker. Let's do it. Let's All right, go. Pam. That means you're back online, Pam. You hear us? Yes. I, I am going to play a song. We're going back to the song. Uh, this song shares its name with a TV show. When you hear it and know it, yell out the answer. Actually, yell at your name. Can your you repeat that one more time? Is your buzzer. This song is uh, associated with a television show. Okay. Here we go. Yell at your name when you know it. Donna. Donna. Green Acres. Watched it. Green Acres is correct. Woo! Sorry. Uh, oh, man. Donna knew that from the opening lick first note i can name that in one note <laughs> congrats donna way to go oh pam you hear all disappointed Thanks, man. Sweeter, now sorry, she and pam. roger are gonna be in a tense argument the whole way up because roger's gonna be like why didn't you go with donna sorry i'm so disappointed <laughs> oh no see there's roger roger baby <laughs> oh my god oh man hey guys have a great time on your little uh, road trip we hope that the day treats you well Thanks so much. You as well. Bye. All right. What's the name of the station that pays? Wait, sorry. <laughs> oh, uh, 35, Steve. 23 now, Donna. Yeah. Starting the comeback trail. Can I say something? Yeah, I screwed from... up John Deere Green. I'm really disappointed. Darn. Damn it. Twitter is an interesting place. We all know that. Sure is, Steve. So I like to check on it throughout the show, make sure there's uh, nothing trending that we shouldn't be telling you about or anything like that. Randy Johnson, the old, the old pitcher Randy Johnson, he was trending. And uh, there were various things that he was trending for. Although the first thing I see is it's uh, <laughs> it says it was on this day, 22 years ago, that Randy Johnson murdered a bird. Oh, yes. And Randy Johnson was oh, a very... Pitcher? Yes, and a fastball pitcher, a strikeout pitcher. And he was like six, seven, six, eight tall guy. Didn't they and call him like the big... The big unit. Correct. And he... Throws one of his patented fastballs, and all you see is a poof of feathers. That I could have gone 
my whole life without hearing that story. Oh, and then the bird just drops. Wow, sports, truly unpredictable. Wow. Do you want to see it? Why do they call him the big unit? No. I don't know. Although I think it is Randy Johnson Day because on this day 22 years ago, the the bird incident. No. Uh, They're not going to honor him for killing a bird. You've met Twitter? That's that's disturbing. It says, happy Randy Johnson killed a bird day to all those who celebrate. <laughs> Good Lord, Twitter. He, he's six foot ten. Six um, I can't ten. Uh, elaborate any further on why. Oh, wow. He's huge. I know, but why the word unit? Not Why not just the big Randy? Sure. You could have done that. The big John. Oh, I get it, because his name is Johnson. Oh, oh, I'm getting it now, too. I'm putting it all together. Oh. Another word for Johnson would be unit. Uh, during batting practice in 1988, the six foot 10 inch, or if you're Canadian, the 2.08 meter Randy Johnson, <laughs> then with the Montreal Expos, collided headfirst with outfielder Tim Raines, prompting his teammate to exclaim, Damn. You're a big unit. The nickname stuck. So it actually did not have... Oh, okay. It just worked out that way. I suppose. Well, that's fascinating. Thank you for sharing that. Guys, I love you all so hard. Want to figure out uh, which of... I'll do the sentence again. That'll be better. You're going to love it. (laughs) There's a way that kids are finding out who their parents' favorite kid is. Want to learn it? Time for a tip. Everybody on the show getting tipsy. 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 I don't go to TikTok to try to find stories. They just keep coming up in the news. There's been this silly TikTok trend going on for the last few months where here's what kids do to try to find out who's the fave. They log out of Netflix. And then they ask their parents for the password. And if one of the kids' names is in the password, they are determined to be the password child and the parents' secret favorite. Okay. I get that. Now, it depends how many kids you have. I have four. And it depends how long you had that account. Right? It does, Don. Everything you follow? You I'm following. Because... If you have a child, your first child is going to be the one whose name you use. What are you doing? Don't be professional. Whatever you're doing is disgusting. Okay. So. I'm putting toothache medication on. I'm sorry for living in front of you, Donna. It's called Kanka. It's a soft brush, like Origel style pen. And I had three crowns yesterday. Hashtag yes, king. We three kings. I got three crowns yesterday. So I had a drill in my mouth for about two hours. So I'm sorry that I'm applying during a breath a little bit of numbing gel to my teeth. It's very jarring. Do you see what he's doing? <laughs> it looks like you're putting a magic marker in your mouth. He's in there deep. Anyway, wow. I would imagine the first child <laughs> is the one who's likely to be the password that is all i rest my case you know what i'll say i think uh 
I think we have three kids who have been featured in my wife's passwords in various forms, sometimes together, sometimes separate. Oh, I don't think my son has made any of them. Oh no. oh, no, maybe one of them. Maybe one of them. Yeah. All right. We don't have to pay for therapy after all. Okay. Which account? Just so we know. Donna! Okay. What are you, some hacker now? We got to go. Hey, remember, um, you may have heard that there's going to be a Stranger Things spinoff with Millie Bobby Brown turning down the main role. I will give you the official word on that when we come right back. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. What is your problem? It's like working with a hoarder. I feel like it's like, you know, in the episode of Hoarders, when you step in and it's like, oh, this is every magazine. Just there's always stuff strewn about over there. I just say this with love. You have a very dis- physically disorganized workspace. I say that with love. It's rooted in love and appreciate appreciation. For you, my queen. Thank you. But I mean, I'll give everybody the rundown. We do it's this only temporary, okay? It's a temporary situation. Yeah, the, the whole show, it's what it is. But then when I leave, it's perfectly clean. What like my get? house, there's nothing on my table, nothing on my counters. Paper, papers, to, I'll just go from left to right here. Fine. She just threw out um, uh, like a Hall's wrapper. So now you got... Uh, turned over old documents, just old papers disregarded now. An open, super dirty makeup bag, a water, <laughs> a Hall's bag, glasses, eyelash crimpers, a Sharpie, a hairband, a green highlighter, a phone, more papers right in front of her, then more papers beyond the keyboard closer to the computer, a big tan purse, looks like a ventriloquist dummy could come out of it. And then a my talk canvas bag, so it's just a lot. Sometimes when I look over there, and you're dropping things, and the sounds during the commercial break today have just been, oh, why? I'm just trying. And then quote, I've been through the war. <laughs> she has a sore throat. Everybody, I mean, it's, no, I know. don't. Well, my throat feels laryngitis, Whatever. It's all good. I've been through the war. You are you are sadness in the Pixar movie Inside Out. <laughs> <laughs> it's just crazy. I'm sorry that this is so disturbing for you. Just visually, it looks very... I am mentally disorganized. You are physically disorganized. Only at work. Only at work. Yeah, you say your house is pretty tidy, huh? Yeah, very. You know, I think... The thing is, is I want to have all my stories. I want to have all my things. Yeah, you're a, you're a printer. You you prefer printer printing as opposed to tabs. Yeah, like on the, the tabs computer. really mess me up. Oh uh, yeah, I know. I'm sorry. Can I carry on with the show now? Yes, please. Millie Bobby Brown did not turn down an eleven spinoff movie because this, as the story went, she didn't want to be typecast. Yeah. There was no 11 spinoff, according to the Duffer brothers. That makes it easy to turn down. Exactly. Um, You know, the story from the Daily Mail said that she turned down $10 million to to star in this movie. And they, stranger writers, Duffer brothers, said, yeah, there's nothing in this article that's true. Don't know why we have to keep debunking this rumor 
But get those clicks, you guys. So there's your response. I think they do want to do some spinoffs. Yeah, they do. they've talked about a Stranger Things universe. Right, 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 right. But that is fake news. There you go for those of you who are fans. By the way, Mike, I don't know if you heard. I just finished Stranger Things. Nice. Thank you. You love it? Yeah. Okay. It was cool. good. I don't like that guy's face. Okay. <laughs> That's okay. I don't like his nails. Hmm. You're talking about Vecna. Yeah. I don't like the moisture coming off of him. <laughs> the goo. <laughs> oh, you. That's the stuff that nightmares are made of. Just the goo. All of it. Yeah. I think he's a, he's a pretty aggressive looking. Yeah. Vecna. And then... Is this a spoiler? We kind of find out who Vecna is. That is that is true. Yeah, I'd, I'd not say who it is, but yes. Right. Yeah, you learn a little bit more about the identity of right. this person. And I thought that was that good. Was, that was good. That, that was, was real good. good. I love Stranger Things season four, the most recent season. I really liked it a lot. And funny thing is, first episode of season four, we watched it, and I came. I talked on this radio show. I said I'm a little bit concerned. That they are doing the well, we did that, so we have to outdo ourselves. It right. felt like it was going away from it started creepy. The show started creepy, right? And then it got like horror, you know, like, like that first episode. Like they upped the production. How the first person value. dies was particularly, you know, oh yeah, it yeah, was yeah. particularly graphic and gruesome. Yes, and I thought, oh, are they just going to try to beat us over the head with that? But the interesting thing was. They kind of got our attention with that. Right. And then just when you thought they were going to beat that drum all season long, then they turn the temperature down and it goes down to a simmer. But you know that sucker's liable to boil at any given moment. Yep. Cooking terms. Okay. Loved it. Yeah. Loved it. I liked it. Didn't love it. I, I liked th- it. I thought it was well done. I think if they do a Stranger Things spinoff, if they expand the universe... After the completion of season five, which I think we're expecting in late 2030. All right. I think what they would be best served to abandon all characters that we know. I think they should give Vecna a daytime talk show. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know the guy who does the voice for Vecna? That's his real voice, meaning he can throw his voice that way. That is not a post-production thing that they did. He watched some stuff or she... No spoilers here. He watched stuff and studied and then kept working on his voice and working on his voice. So there was a time that he was on Jimmy Fallon and he was like, can you do it for us like right now? And then they gave him a mic and he went Vecna. Okay. So really cool. is Vecna and the person who Vecna turns out to be mm-hmm. the same person doing the voice? That is correct. No way. Way. Isn't that wild? Oh, Crazy. I saw him yeah. do it on Fallon. I was like, am I really seeing this? Oh, interesting. Okay, that's that's Pretty fun. Cool. That's yeah. fun. All right, what else? Uh, let's see. A uh, little story about Rihanna. The cops showed up to Rihanna's house. Boy, what a, in many ways, what a bugger to be a celebrity who has stalkers. Cops called to Rihanna's home after a man shows up to propose to her. A spokesman for the Los Angeles Police Department confirmed to page six on Thursday that the man was arrested at her Beverly Hills address around 1230 p.m. for trespassing a lunchtime proposal. The man traveled all the way from South Carolina to propose to the R&B star before his plans were squashed by her security detail. 
Rihanna's team called the police right away, and the man who was dressed in a bright red hoodie and sweatpants was escorted out in handcuffs. Oh, no. Um, it's unknown if Rihanna, who is you know pregnant at the moment, with her and ASAP Rocky's second child. We don't know if she was home at the time that this happened, but reps for Rihanna didn't immediately respond to Page Six's request for comment. Not the first time, by the way, that the singers had to deal with unwanted visitors showing up at her doorstep. Hence me going back saying sometimes, what a bugger it must be. Back in 2018, a man named Eduardo Leon was arrested after he allegedly broke into the Grammy winner's Hollywood Hills home and waited there for over 12 hours. How well, I suppose it's public information. I was going to say, how does everybody know where all these celebrities live? Don't they have them hidden, though, you would think? But when you see, like, how many how many times have we looked at houses Sure, on yeah. the show? The address has to be available, right? Yeah. And then Zillow I, yeah. or whatever. Sure. Every home J-Lo and Ben almost bought, all four <laughs> right, of them yeah. in the last three months. Yeah. yeah. You know right. where every one of them is at. Yeah, good point. And then they do those tours of the stars homes you know that they'll do the double decker bus right. and all that yep. which i by the way are very fun if you are just an out-of-towner really and then, yeah and then someone drives you around and does that it's pretty fun at least it was for me i did it when i was 19 and i thought it was very fun i just thought oh my gosh they really live there that's really where they live and then they're just touring funny? you all around so you don't have to worry about the traffic where to turn right where to turn left you sit Amazing. back relax what a journey, guys. This was fun. All right. When we come back, how about a quick little bit of Ed Sheeran news? We know that Donna loves Ed Sheeran. I love Ed. And, I mean, she loves him now more than ever once she heard what he is planning. Uh-huh. It's a very Donna Valentine-like thing that Ed Sheeran is planning on. We'll tell you about that and a dirt alert coming up next.